You're listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings. All right, we've talked about the deal. If you're not in on the deal, first of all, what are you doing? Get in on the deal right now. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. If you're a new customer, you throw down $1 on an NFL game, and guess what? If either team scores, you get $100 in free plays. That is as sure a thing as Mike Luke and John Schuster's growth plates being closed. It's going to happen. It's. Just, I mean, it, it already has happened. It's and happened. It will happen. Yes. Yeah, there isn't any tectonic adjustment that's uh, going to occur. There, there's just as a result of our uh, Renaissance growth spurt. DraftKings Sportsbook app, make it happen. Okay, you know what's? Uh, we talked about this a little bit yesterday during the post game show. But you know, Schuster, the thing that I like watching about uh, Tommy Lloyd's teams, and it's it's a little bit different than in the past, is that when they're supposed to blast a team and win by 25 to 30 points. They do. Mm-hmm. Again, I get it. it. You're seven games in, but this doesn't really feel like a fluke right here. It feels like, you know what, if a team's going in there overmatched, it's not going to be a 66 to 56 game. It's going to be a 90 to 65 game. And I think that's the sign really, generally of really, really good teams. And this is something that your Gonzaga Bulldogs have done so well over the years. People say, well, I don't play anybody. Mike Lucas said that. But you know what? The teams they play, they beat the snot out of. And I think that's something that at least Tommy Lloyd's teams are doing already. Certainly in the early stages. Yes. You know, and it's nice to see that the Wichita State game was the anomaly mm-hmm. so far. And in all fairness with the Wichita State game, you got to remember, Arizona was up by, what, 17 points in the second half? And then it slipped whatever. away And then the it end. slipped away. That was mm-hmm. still a game that, yes, Arizona they, could have lost for sure because it went into overtime. But yeah. if you... The majority of that game, Arizona was in control. They were still a double-figure right. leading team, mm-hmm. which you know makes you feel good about what they're doing and how they're going about it, and they're willing to do it. and And we were chat when, when we were chatting with Anthony Gimino uh, yesterday, correct, uh, and getting Tony's takes. By the one way, of the, was that not a fire graphic? That was one of the greatest lit fire graphics I've seen in the history of Photoshop graphing. Mm-hmm. Which is the reason that you're not doing Photoshop as your career because based on anyone who sees that graphic will know that your talent level is just too expensive for normal yeah, for yeah. normal corporations. Yeah. So uh, but but he uh, deserved. Mm-hmm. Deserved. Mm-hmm. But Anthony brought up how he likes uh, Arizona's variety in defense, and he's right. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I think he mentioned correctly is that when things seem to, you know, maybe get into a lull a little bit, Lloyd forces Arizona to try to change that dynamic mm-hmm. by going by being willing to go to a multitude of full-court presses, multitude of half-court traps. They are happy to try to utilize a variety of defenses to score with offense. And the size that they've been been allowed to utilize um, with the advent of Christian Coloco has helped them expand the defense and be very effective in doing it. One of the keys that is a norm for Arizona basketball, Mike, is that not only are they beating teams badly, they're beating teams badly because they're forcing over 20 turnovers a game. Mm-hmm. And I would, I don't have the stats in front of me, but I would imagine that those turnovers, there's a high percentage of those that are being turned into fast break baskets. Oh, without a doubt, without and a doubt. I, I'm, I'm guessing within Arizona... Within three to four seconds, yeah. the, uh, there's probably a lot of points that are being thrown in there. I'm guessing Arizona leads the country in transition baskets. It wouldn't, that wouldn't and surprise that, me at all. That, I, think, I think heading into the game, they were the leading scoring team in the country. Mm-hmm. 
And then they scored 90 against Oregon State, so you'd be Quite right a, in that mix. Quite a departure from previous Just seasons. a little bit. Just a little bit, yeah. Their assist ratio is in the 70 percentile. Mm -hmm. That's insane. Attack. Yeah. <laughs> By all means, yes. Attack. Break it down with the dribble. Look you back to the sideline. You saw yesterday, too? And let's talk a little bit about Benedict Matherin. Mm -hmm. First of all, Benedict Matherin will another guy... That's what an NBA wing looks like. And you've got a coach that's allowing an NBA wing to play yeah, like, an, like NBA an NBA wing should should be playing like. He was just uh, he just got the Pac-12 player of the week award right there. And um this is a guy that I think you see he we've we've talked and rightfully so. We've talked a lot about Christian Coloco, Azulis Tabellas. This is the guy that is the physically most gifted guy on the roster. Now, I, I guess it depends on how you want to look at physical because Coloco's seven foot one, so there's a lot of physically yeah. less things right. there. But this is a guy Benedict Matherin's kind of got that Richard Jefferson, Andre Iguodala thing, and that he's a sturdy six foot six. He can handle a little bit, he can score. And this is a guy that I think you know, I, I look at it and you kind of wonder if he's only scratching the surface or if this game and maybe some of the previous games were maybe kind of a, oh gosh, I can do this stuff because he was absolutely phenomenal last game in pretty much every single way. What I appreciate to. out of Mather and the team in the, and the team in general on the offensive end is that we saw some games earlier with him where he seemed to be a little uncomfortable. A lot of the other Wildcat players had a pretty good idea how they wanted to, you know, be effective on the offensive end, and they were effective on the offensive end, and Mather almost seemed a little lost. Right. Uh, and and But he was willing to pass the ball. He was willing to work things around. He was willing to find somebody uh, who had a better look. He was part of Arizona's unselfish approach that has been very effective on that end of the floor. Now, the other players recognize... I guess it's the old adage, you're going to get your own. Right. If you trust in the system, you're going to get your own. Mm -hmm. And uh, now, Matherin has, has strung together, what, two out of three games where he's been into the mid-20s. Last night, uh, he was uh, he was pushing 30. And it's nice to see somebody on the roster who has the capability of doing that. Right. Because you're, there was there was a comment that we had, uh, your pal from the east side, I think his name is Sean. Mm -hmm. um, Prince of the east side. Yeah, Prince of the east side, royalty. East Side Just Royalty. Just so you know, I'm not the king of the East Side. No, I would never call myself such. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, you would. Some, you'll, you'll just let everybody else call you that. I worked with somebody that would have called themselves <laughs> this, but yes. yes, I wouldn't. But nevertheless, um, he asked something in our live stream uh, post-game show after uh, the Oregon State matchup, whether Matherin made himself kind of like, said, is this Matherin's team? Mm -hmm. And I don't feel like it is, but it can be on occasion. Right. And that's a nice player to have uh, in your fold. When you and need to get a bucket, he's a guy who can do it, and that helps. And in the process, he's also a guy who might be able to find somebody, and, and the earlier games are indications of this. Mm -hmm. He's willing to find somebody who might be open if they overextend, if the defense overextends against Matherin. Right. He may be able to find somebody else who's got a better look. And then you're you're still working well in the offense. So mm -hmm. so so there's a lot of there's certainly a lot of potential in what Arizona has done up to this stage. And there's no reason to feel bad about what we've seen. And even better, one of the things, and Anthony brought this up as well, and it's absolutely legitimate. Arizona's schedule has been almost laughable at this stage, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, but that's going to change over the course of the next three weeks or so, and that's great. I think I, I think Lloyd 
feels like he wants this uptick as well right. to get a better gauge as to what's going on with this team because it's it's nice to hammer the opposition by 25, right. by 40, by whatever you happen to be doing, but it'd also be nice to see how you stack up against good teams that can throw different things at you, and that's the next step in the early advancement of what does, Arizona basketball is this does year. Does Matherin feel a little bit, and again, is a little bit of a different player, but like I said, I'm going to go back to this comparison. Like, I when we, I first saw Richard Jefferson uh, when he was a junior in high school, uh, when Moon Valley came to play Saguaro, and they actually ended up losing. <laughs> That's what happens when you come into Saguaro. Man, when you go up against the royalty of the East Side. Yes. Yeah. Well, Even great players like Richard Jefferson don't stand much When you've jam. got a guy like Dick McConnell, that's probably a little bit more, you know. Um, when you got Mike Luke uh, Mike providing Luke. Oh, inspiration. Mike Luke, yeah, especially fifth grade Mike Luke mm-hmm. at that point. But you could right. just tell that Richard Jefferson was had a body and was born to play basketball he he just he just was he was born and ready uh you know but people also have a little bit of a i think they miss as roger clemens likes to say i think they have a i think they misremember some things richard jefferson did everything that arizona needed him here too and part of it was because he was on a stacked team but he was a great defender for sure shut down jason richardson in that final four game but richard jefferson was not a you know he was never a guy that you were expecting to get 20, 25 a game. That just, but on that team, my question is this. What did Richard Jefferson do, or what could he do as a sophomore that was exponentially better or more impressive than what Matherin can do? I, I, the defensive thing, I think, is, uh, is interesting. I think, uh, you know, and, and, and again, you can't compare them exactly because you're still so early in the season. Uh, so Matherin may be able to develop into this. Right. But uh, I, I thought Jefferson was a pretty darn good defender with length who could mm. be, you know, like Matherin, dangerous in transition, but could also be a problem on the defensive end. Right. So, again, I like Arizona right now is defending by committee as much as it is defending on a man-to-man level and tough in the half court. Although against Oregon State, they had some possessions defensively that were surprisingly and, frankly, impressively locked down. Right. uh, Which was really nice to see because what we see, Arizona's new defense is so jarringly different that we expect transition buckets, we expect them to trap, we expect them to be in the full court, we expect dunks. So when they actually have to play half-court defense right. and do it well, we don't notice it as much. Right. But it's still important. Mm-hmm. And I thought Matherin played a, a role in that. So I don't know how good Matherin is in a one-on-one situation when compared to Jefferson. But when I look at him, since you love comparisons, I'll play along. Thanks. He reminds me more of Dickerson than he reminds me of Jefferson. Okay. Matherin reminds me a little bit more of uh, Michael Dickerson than he okay. does of Richard Je- uh, okay. of Jefferson. And I think that's a good thing, too, because m- most people, I think, will suggest to you that over the course of time for Arizona basketball, Michael Dickerson is in the, at worst, top five in terms of what you would call, quote-unquote, athletic. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, certainly in the Olsen era. Mm-hmm. And, and his athleticism, I thought, was more propelling, yes. more jarring, more I, springy, more catapulty. Yes. Jefferson clearly was an incredible athlete. But Dickerson exploded right. when he was on the floor. Matherin looks more to me like Jefferson in that kind of athleticism. You mean Dickerson. 
Yes. Yeah. Yes. Dickerson than he did than he does to me like Richard Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and and so that that's the player that I'd probably if I had to pick somebody out there, I'd say because you know Matherin can also hit from distance, mm-hmm. which is something that took Jefferson a little bit longer to do, and it wasn't right. a forte of his game. But Dickerson was a good outside shooter. Right. Uh, could be a guy who could beat you in a variety of ways. So so I see Matherin more in that if. If you want to play that game, the the build is similar, similar. too. Yeah. Uh, So, but, you know, take that for what it's worth. The bottom line is that it's good news that he appears to be a guy who you can go to when necessary. And now, not only do you have a bunch of players on Arizona who can score in double figures, but you have at least one guy who, if he needs to score 30, might be able to do so. Right. You know what you don't, and here's something that you don't ever want to forget about, and that's the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Again, here's the deal. You throw down $1 on a game... And if you get, uh, let's see here, um, let's say you bet on an NFL game. Heck, you could bet on the NFL game tonight. You got the uh, the Patriots and the Bills. And if either one of those teams scores, which they will, you're going to get $100 in free plays. It's that simple. Arizona only, 21 and up. Eligibility restrictions do apply if you got a gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. They'll get you all taken care of there. Check it out, DraftKings Sportsbook app. I like the Michael Diggerson comparison, though. I think there's I think there's something to that right there, Schuster. I think now you can't probably uh, uh, put that in the DraftKings Sportsbook app, but <laughs> that, that's a difficult prop bet. That yes. is a very difficult prop bet, <laughs> but I do like that comparison. You know, I'm gonna actually I was getting ready to post something about Ben Matherin, but I'm gonna totally go away from Richard Jefferson and go with Michael Dickerson on that one right there. Yeah, theoretically, I think it's good. and I'm not writing your stories, right. you know, and 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 how do you get access to your stories at DraftKings? I don't know how. Oh, yeah, just go to gophnx.com and, uh, or I will put it out on Twitter, Iron Mike Luke, phnx underscore wildcats. Because I know you've got some good stuff out there. but uh, and, and you're a guy who I think is better at the comparison analysis than I am. You enjoy that sort of thing, perhaps a little bit more than I do. Oh, a lot more um, than you do. <laughs> yes, yes, or perhaps, perhaps a lot more than I do. Uh, but I guess there's no reason why, you know, not to craft your own stories. Right. But you could say, is he Richard Jefferson? Is he Michael Dickerson? Is he Hassan Adams? Right. Is he uh, Chris Mills? Right. Is he uh, Aaron Gordon? Is he Hollis Jefferson? Is he, you know, any of a number of, is he Stanley Johnson? Right. There are a number of guys who have played pretty good wings at Arizona. Uh, and Matherin is another extension of that. That's one thing that's kind of just off the top of my head. And this is something that our pal... Uh, uh, Brad Alice, uh, William Brad Alice, William Brad Alice, trademark used to mention uh, occasionally. One of the stories that he'd like to share had to do with Arizona as this terminology of point guard you. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we know why uh, Kerr, Stoudemire, uh, Gardner, in no particular right. order, you know, et cetera, et cetera, Bibby, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That, that, that was a nice long string of success where Arizona had good point guards. And, and Brad would always note in a conversation that he had with former Arizona assistant coach Jim Rosborough that really this should be called wing you. Mm-hmm. And right now, if you look at what Arizona's makeup is in the early stages of the Tommy Lloyd era, cats don't really have a point guard per right, se, right. but they do have a wing. Right. Not only do they have a wing... They've got two wings, three wings, four wings. They got a lot. They got lots of wings. Right. And they're playing like angels. Right. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. Yeah. Oh wow. And they played it like angels. Wow. I I do like that. Speaking of which, 
I'm going to, we got Matty M coming on the AZ Wildcats podcast tomorrow. Matt Muehlbach, mm-hmm. uh, one of the, actually, and you know, we, we like joking around a lot. Matt Muehlbach is literally one of the coolest people you will ever meet. Ask Matt Muehlbach who he compares uh, Ben Ben Matherin to. Yeah. Because I bet, I, I bet that Matty M is just as thrilled to hear the term Matty M as he is like you to compare play, one player to another player. How about this? Ben Matherin, Benny M. <laughs> oh, Benny M. Benny uh, M. Uh, we'll make that beautiful. one happen. But thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.